Blog Talk Radio.
in the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord. And Amen, we trust, as the Republican intellect, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the mentalists, the Amen race, the bright race. Good evening, I'm your host, the intellectual newbie Menkaris, and this is Mentelect Radio. And tonight, we're going to be asking and answering the question, can parents really be too overprotective of their children? Absolutely not. No. No, you cannot be too overly protective of your children. In fact, parents are not 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 as protective enough when it comes to their children. Especially children when it comes when it comes to so called black children, black people with their children. They're not overprotective enough. You see. You see what happens in a society when you raise children to, you know, be how you say uh free so-called free free from responsibility free to be liberated in this society to partake in and socialize in this society you see what turns out from that right i told you when you send your children out into the world and you have nothing to give them and you have no protection over them or you allow them to go places with people and do things and whatnot you always eventually fall short. They fall short. They fall short. We all grew up a certain way where we, most of us had parents who cared about us, did the best they could. But in this day and time, the best that you could do is not good enough. The best is not good enough. you got to do better. And the only way to do better is to be more overprotective of your children. Be mindful of where they are. Watch them all the time. You're supposed to be like, and I hate to say this, you're supposed to be like, damn near like protective like animals are of their children or cats like cats are their kittens and dogs are their puppies and whatnot. Take a lesson from them. They're not going to let you take their children anywhere. You see, they're not going to have people picking up their, their kittens and their puppies and things like that for a reason. All right? They even know on that level that certain energy gets over on the puppies, on their kittens and whatnot, their, you know, their children. And the energy from a different life force does something to their children, does something to their offspring. Right. This is why they're very sensitive about having, you know, people touch their litter. They're very sensitive about that. And we should be the same way when it comes to our children. Like I said, a lot of you, you don't care who your children play with. You know, you'll let your children go over people's houses, have sleepovers and that, and things like that. And you don't know what type of things they're seeing when they're going, what they are encountering, who they are encountering. So many young girls who've grown up into women who had to deal with being molested by adults and sleepovers, family members around and whatnot, having people. Hell, you can't even trust your own family members these days. You can't even trust your own family members. Your family members will molest your children, touch your children inappropriately, and they'll be harboring that, harboring that for years, and, you know, it changes them. Sometimes some of you will send your children out to these um places to these people sleepovers and things like that or 
you know, camps, sleepaway camps and all this other stuff, when your children come back different, you're like, wow, something ain't right about them. How many of you sent your children out someplace, and the next thing you know, when they come back, you just notice there's something different about them. It's not something's not right because they've experienced something, something that they will never talk to you about nine times out of ten, something that you or something that they have experienced, something that, you know, nine times out of ten was for the bad, and that's something they have to hold with them, something that may scar them in the long run. No, you should be very protective of your children because, again, you must treat your children like prized possessions. I hate to call them that, but that's the best term I could think of, prized possessions. You don't have your prized possessions out everywhere. You don't have them out for public consumption. You don't have them out all over the place letting them go anywhere because, again, they represent you. They represent you. Your children represent you. They are the representation of you. And if they are going to continue to be the representation of you, if they're going to continue to be the next generation or the next level of you, you must become more and more protective over them, much more than your parents were, because I'm pretty sure everyone has that story to tell. Everyone has that account to go through where they can talk about how, you know, their mother left them here or their mother left them over there. Next thing you know, somebody was doing this to them or somebody was doing that to them or somebody, this happened to them, this, that, and the third. They can tell that account. They can give that account how they were scarred, especially when it comes to young boys. It's bad enough when girls are touched, young girls are molested. Think about young boys and what they have to deal with and doubting their sexuality. You see, it's very easy to make an impression in the minds of children. It's very easy to scar their minds up. And the beast knows this. This is why he comes out and pushes this thing of, oh, you know, you have to let your children don't be too overprotective. If you keep them too much on the leash or you keep them overprotected, you keep them too much on the leash, then they're going to rebel and they're going to want to go out here and do this, that, and the third because you didn't let them be free. That's a con game. That's a lie. That's a load of BS. That's, that, that's that's a load of BS. People are, oh, you know, you know, if you if you if you lock them up and you don't let them go out in the way and be over here and do this and be things by themselves, the beast says things that like that to you for for you to start practicing that with your children. So then, when your children go out here in the world and get molested, when, or they go out here and they get kidnapped or taken or something like that, then they're like, oh, well, you know. That's grist for the meal, as they say, meaning that's just, you know, chalked it up to one missing child. Because, again, the beast thrives off of children in this society being abducted. It's a satanic type of ritual they allow to take place here in the society where they let these serial killers and these perverts and all these take your children. They know these people. They know who they are. They know where they're roaming around. It. They know these people. And they know these people are cruising parks and malls and stuff like that, but yet you can't find no police around there. And these people are waiting to catch you slipping. They're waiting to see you women at the park with your daughters, with your sons, and you turn your head for a minute because you're letting them play, you're letting them be children, or as they say, you're letting them be kids. Let kids be kids, a.k.a. because the word kid is another way of saying goat or baby goat. Let kids be kids. So next thing you know, they out here 
and they playing in the park, you turn your head for a second, or it don't even matter, somebody runs and snatch your child. Right? Somebody runs up and takes your child. And then how do you feel? Because you don't get that you don't get that child back. Well, I'm gonna tell you something, when your child is gone, you might as well just chalk it up to, like I said, nine times out of ten, you won't get them back. If you get them back or you, or you catch the person that takes your child, it's a miracle. If they, the police get these people, it's a miracle. But nine times out of ten, they're going to kill your child. They're going to molest and hurt and rape and kill your child. All the worst things you can think of these people will do to your children. So you goddamn right you better be overprotective because you only get one chance in life to be that way. You only get one chance to be that way because if you're not overprotective now, on to be one time where you be like, oh, I'm going to let them go out to this party. I'm going to let them, when they get old, I'm going to let them go out to this party. I'm going to let them go on dates. I'm going to let them go over here because they're grown now. They, they're getting grown, so they need to go. No. No. You see, children can never feel overprotected or, she- or too sheltered if they're not looking at people who are not that way. You follow what I'm saying? If they're not looking at people who are not that way, they can't feel as though it's a choice for them not to be that way because they're not supposed to feel as though they're overprotected or sheltered. They're supposed to feel like that's just how parents and children are supposed to be. That's just the way of life. That's how we come up, protected, sheltered. We're supposed to be that way. Parents are supposed to be overprotected and shelter their children. Of course they are. You're supposed to do that until they're adults. And even when, like I said, even... When you know, even when they're adults, you're supposed to always be parting, giving them um, parting words of wisdom as they go out into the world, so that they don't have to endure all kinds of um, pitfalls, and they know how to protect themselves as men and women. And they also instill this in their children. They become overprotective. You should hope that they are overprotective when it comes to their children. You should hope they're this way. You should hope that they're overprotective when it comes to their children, that they are watchful of their children. One thing you don't ever want to do is neglect or be neglectful of your children or call yourself letting them, letting children be, letting kids be kids, as they say in the society, letting them do what they know. No. Because the beast knows the quickest way to destroying your family, destroying your bloodline, destroying your life is through your children. And they're always looking to destroy what they call a nuclear family, especially so-called black families. They're always looking to destroy the nuclear family. And what better way than to be underprotective of your children? I always say there's no such thing as being overprotective. There's a such thing as being underprotective. You see, a lot of these groups that's pushing Black Lives Matter, which is really lesbian-driven groups that are out here, one of their main cult goals, is to destroy the nuclear family, meaning father, mother, and children. And how do you do that? How do you do that? By underprotecting your children. You see, because when you underprotect your children, when you are neglectful of your children, then the beast turns around and says, oh, you're not being responsible for your child. So I'm going to send VCW, ACF, you know, DIFUS, all these different names they got for these different cities to come in and see if, you know, are you, uh, is your children being fed well? Are they being taken care of? Are you letting them stay out to certain places? Are they getting harmed or whatnot? They, next thing you know, they're making up an excuse to come take your children because they always wanted our children. The beast has always wanted our children. You see, 
they've always wanted our children to abuse them, to harm them, to hurt them, to destroy them, because they represent us. So, of course, the beast going to give you this idea, this, put this idea in your head. That, oh, so you're being too overprotective of your children. If people want to come up and touch your children, people want to come up and, you know, and, and, and no, no, <coughs> no. You're not supposed to let anybody hold your children, touch your children. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. I saw this so-called black woman. She was in the damn uh she, uh, she probably was West Indian or African or something. I don't know. Well, who she could have been American to. But I saw this so-called black woman in this video, and her baby was crying, right? And she was out, and I don't know if she was in the DMV. I'm on one of, one of them state office places, and she let this old white man, you know, hold her baby, and, and he was, like, rocking her baby and, you know, just basically rocking her baby and stuff like that and while she's filling up the application. And the baby was being calm, and when he's rocking the baby, and a lot of people will say, oh, that's, you know, that's so sweet, that's so nice. But this guy could have been a damn pedophile. You see, this guy could have been a pervert or a pedophile. She letting hold her children. But a lot of you so-called black females, a lot of you trust the beast, and that's why you don't have no problem with letting him educate your children. You don't have no problem with letting your children, your sons join the Boy Scout or be around a bunch of these humans. You see, sleeping over at their houses, they white, their little white friends sleeping over at their little white friends' houses. Next thing you know, your children don't come back. They, or they dead or something happened to them. Or, I don't know what happened. They ran away or they tell you anything. They just ran away and they left. I don't know what happened to them. They don't kill your child and bury them under the house somewhere or did some satanic shit. Or who, who knows? This is the world you live in. So hell no, you can't be too uh, 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 overprotective of your children. Or you can be as underprotective. Protection, like I said, there's no such thing as too much protection. There's no such thing. You allow your, you know, you allow your children to go on dates and have their boyfriends or girlfriends and go go with these places and stuff like that. Like I said, hang out with their friends at the mall or go and get in the car with these people and they teenagers and they're going over here. Next thing you know, they're in a goddamn car accident. You see, they going over or the girls they going over some boys' houses. See, you don't know where they're going. Let me tell you something. You know, you can't prevent things from happening in life. What's meant to be is going to be meant to be if something should happen to your child. But let me tell you something. Not on my watch. And that's the way you should all be. Not on my watch. Not on your watch. You should never, you know, if something happens to them in their adult life, then there's nothing you could do about that. But at least, you know, you raised them to adults and you were the, you were a protective and strong and responsible parent. You see? You 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 are you you have no you have no guilt or anything and re- how you raise them because you raised them right. You were protective of them. You cared about them. That's like saying, oh, you know, you're too over caring about your children. When somebody says you're too overprotective, that's like you say, oh, you know, you care too much about your children. That's really what they're saying. How the hell can you care too much about your children? How can you care too much? I made this. I said this thing before. I said my, my daughter. I said when she started running around and walking around and stuff like that, and we out and about and everything, I'm going to put a leash around her around her um, wrist, and I'm going to keep her on a short leash. So she so she know, like I said, I don't care how it look. People look so oh, you look like you got like it's like she like a dog or something like that. I don't care what people think. I'm paranoid that way when it comes to my children. Paranoid Nubian Mencares is a dangerous Nubian Mencares. I'm very paranoid when it comes to my children. I'm very watchful of them. 
I'm very protective of my children. You see, very much so. And all parents should be the same way, especially in this climate. Especially in this climate where it's becoming more and more degenerate, where they're becoming more and more loose in the society. Like I said, you had those people in Atlanta. I never forget this. I remember when I was in the 80s, I was like 10, 11 years old. I never forget this. This is back at the time when the Atlanta child murders was going on. I never forget that. I was about 10, 11 years old, and I remember watching that on TV. And I thought to myself how those parents must have felt and how those children must have felt that they last moments of finding their children dead in the river or the, the, uh, 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 or organ, all, all kinds of stuff mutilated and the children being taken and murdered and whatnot. Little children, parents who allowed their children to be, let kids be kids and go out there and play and do what they want to do and whatever the case and let the children go out and play and this, that, and the third. And their children never came back. They never came back. I got my thoughts on what that really was. You see, but I'm not going to get into that tonight. The Atlanta child murders. I got my thoughts on that. You see, and what it sounded like to me. But see, that's what happens when you allow children to be children. Let kids be kids. Let children be children. Whatever. That's what happens. People hoping you take that mindset. You see, people hope you take that mindset. The predators help you take that mindset because it's usually a damn predator that's saying, yeah, you know, you're too overprotective. Your children need to loosen up. Let them go out. Let them have fun. Let them play in the sandbox with the other children. Let them go over here and have sleepovers. It's usually the predators or the people who have no children who talk like that or the people who are very neglectful of their children. Don't set your pattern of how you treat your children with others. We're supposed to be very protective of our children. Very. They ain't supposed to go nobody. They ain't supposed to be going to nobody's house. They're not supposed to be having no sleepovers or you having people sleep over. They so-called friends come sleeping over. They ain't got no friends. You they friends. You got to be mindful. Like I said, you can't, you can't just be mindful. You got to be mindful of family members. All of that. You see? You don't know what people do in the dark. You don't know what they do, you know, behind closed doors, things you don't know about. You could have a damn pedophile in your family for years. This, this uncle over here, this cousin over here, like touching little children. Next thing you know, they don't touch your children. Your children scarred up your children. Scarred, scarred up your daughter, your son, made them do some sexual stuff to them and whatnot. You'd be ready to kill somebody. You'd be ready to kill somebody. Meanwhile, the damage is done already. The damage is done. And you got nobody to blame for that but yourself. You see? You got nobody to blame for that but yourself because you knew better. You know better. You know the type of world that we're raising children in today. Yeah, you see? Uh, you know the type of world that we're growing up, children are growing up in today. You see? I see children, like I said, I see children, especially in the summertime, running around 11, 12 o'clock at night in the damn park whatnot be driving there be some of them be out there two three in the damn morning i'm driving and whatnot going somewhere and like i said i could be out late next thing you know you ride by the park it's, I'm, I'm seeing nine and ten year old children in the park children looking like nine ten years old you see i don't see an adult in sight or two three in the morning you see this is that's real 
which tells you, like I said, who's watching these children. Who's watching these children? Something just happened a couple of days ago with some white woman, some white female, some cave woman, snatched five children, five um, so-called black children. She snatched five black children up, right? The mother, she sent the children to school, ages, the oldest was 11 years old, and the youngest was five years old. That was four of them from age 11 down to five, right? She sends, and this is in Florida, I think, no, it was either in Florida or uh, I forget where it was. But she sends the children by themselves to walk to school by themselves. I don't know how far school school was away, but she sends them to school, and some white woman comes up in the van and snatches the children, takes them in the van. She takes them, go look up that story. Some white woman comes in the van and snatches the children, puts them in the van. And if it wasn't for these um, black police officers, so-called black police officers, the black police officers caught because she ran through a light, right? She was speeding. She ran through a light, and the cop cars pulled her over. And it was a black cop that pulled her over, and they asked her, why are you speeding? And she, you know, she was apologizing, whatever, and then they they asked her, you know, they asked her what was, um, you know what was she? Um, why was she speeding? You see, they asked her. I'm sorry. They asked her why she was speeding. Why did she go through the red light? They asked her this, and then they asked her whether it's her children. And she goes, yes, and the children going, no. And that's when they took the children. Now, if this had been a white cops, if it had been white cops, they would have probably let her go with the children. They known to do stuff like that. They known to let white people go, these your children. They, she tell here there's four black children. Those are your children. She go, yeah. And they, they would have probably let her go. They wouldn't have listened to the children and say nothing. But if it wasn't for them black cops stopping her, pulling her over and finding out, they would they she would have took them children. No, no, wish they would she would have did with them. But I blame the mother for that. I blame the mother for that. Look that up. Look that up. I think it was either in Florida or Maryland or one of them places. Look that up. Now you now you can only imagine what she she snatched them children off the street. I want to follow that case. I want to see what happens to her. I want to see what happens to her because them children was going to end up dead or probably they was going to harvest their organs or do some crazy shit like that, harvest their organs or, you know, ain't no chance. Um, rape the children, put them in the, or, or, or put them in a snuff film and sell them to some weird sex thing or something like that because she went out there and she had the van just grabbed them, you see. And I blame their mother for that. I blame their mother. And, of course, they, they, they all had multiple baby daddies. You see, and then some of the nigger, the niggas they found over there that some of the children's fathers were like, yeah, I'm so glad you know that that, that you know my got my children back, or, you know such as. But the way it was, like you could tell, this was raising children out here. Unfortunately, I feel so sorry for those babies because they can't help that they're being raised by garbage. They can't help that. You see, I I I, I couldn't believe that. 
I even got on Ivan, and, and I'm gonna tell you something. People sit up here and tell me about Tamir Rice and how the police came up and shot Tamir Rice here, this 11 year old boy playing with a gun, and how he how how um they shot Tamir Rice, but nobody blames Tamir Rice's mother. Nobody blamed Tamir Rice's mother for not being there looking out for him or not even making sure he don't even have no gun. He walking around in the park pointing guns, pointing a toy gun at people and acting like, you know what I'm saying, acting like he's shooting at people. And so the police came and shot him, and I don't justify that they should have tore that goddamn city up. But being that, she allowed that. Nobody looks at Tamir Rice's mother and say she's a bad mother. What type of mother are you let your child run around with a toy gun pointing at people, playing with people, knowing how these police are out here. Knowing that could have just been that couldn't that that didn't have to be a police that shot him. That could have been a gangbanger that shot him. That could have been a gangbanger. Yo, who that little nigga is set tripping so he got a gun, kill that little nigga. You got niggas out there who kill children. They don't got no problem with killing children. None. So don't tell me, oh, the police it could have been anybody that shot that child. That's her fault. That's her fault. But you know what? She got a bag. She got some money. And you don't hear shit about her. You don't hear shit about her no more. She ain't in the news advocating for mothers. I bet she got a nice little bag out the deal, a couple of million dollars. Sorry for your loss. And that white man, that white, that cave beast, he ain't he ain't in custody. He ain't locked up. He ain't getting the death penalty. He just going anywhere. But this is what happens when you are free with your children. This is what happens. You see, this is what happens when you your children are not with you with because you know you got a lot of these parents out here who want to get get their children out of their face, get them out of there. Oh, I'm tired of you. Let me go ahead and get you up out of my head. Well, okay, if you're gonna be tired of your children, like I said, of course you don't want a child, a ch- children up under you every five minutes. If you're gonna get tired of them, get tired of them, let them go to their room. Don't get tired of them and tell them they got to go outside the house and not be in the house, which you know. Let them get tired of them. Let send them to their damn room. You see, let them go somewhere and study. They study some music lessons or something like that. Let them go do something constructive. When you get tired, when they acting up and whatnot, you need your alone time. Let it be done in the house. You ain't never supposed to send your children out nowhere. I don't. I just need some alone time. I'm gonna send the children out over here. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Your children are supposed to be attached to you. They're supposed to be attached to you. You see, they're supposed to be like your damn shadow. They're supposed to be attached to you. You see, they're supposed to be connected to you. You see, they're not supposed to be, uh, uh, and you shouldn't even see them as being separate from you. They should spend all that time of when they're adults up under you. That's the whole point of being a parent. You're being a parent to a child is like being a, a, a how you say a master to an apprentice, because when you are a parent, you are also like a master to a apprentice. Like say, for example, you are a teacher and that child is your student. You know, you are the ment- you are the mentor and that child is the mentee. Like when you, it's like. Like if you are a carpenter or an electrician or whatever, you have an apprentice up under you learning how to be a carpenter and electrician. That's what you're supposed to be for your child. You're supposed to be like that mentor that is mentoring your child into becoming an adult. 
you are raising adults. Remember this. I remember I told you, you're raising adults. You're not raising children. You're raising adults. Keep that in mind. You're here to raise adults, not children. You can't raise children. You can raise adults. You can raise children into adults. So the, the key word is the goal is to raise adults, raise them with an adult mind so that you're telling them early the things they have to watch out for because you're not going to always be there with them the rest of their life. You see, one day they're going to put you away when your time comes, when you are elder and it's time to go. They're going to put you away. You see, and they're going to have to be on their own in the world, and they're going to be alone. They have to teach their children. So, being a being a parent is like being a uh, uh, being a uh, um, a master uh, a master apprentice, a ma- uh, excuse me, a master um, carpenter, a master electrician. A parent is a master at life. A parent is supposed to be like a master at life, a master of adult life. And when you get children, you are supposed to be teaching them to master their adult life, to become adults. But if they don't get to become adults, if something happens to them along that way, then that's your fault. You see, your job is to raise them into adults. That's your job as a parent, to raise them into adults, to make sure they are carefully watched over, protected. Children should always be protected by their mother and their father. Not just by their mother, but by their mother and father. Their father especially, because what I say, a father is a provider and a protector. A father provides and protects. A mother nurtures and she guides. A mother nurtures and guides. A father provides and protects. You see, the mother is the order, the father is the law. The father is the law, the mother is the order. She's not supposed to wear two hats. She's only supposed to wear one hat. And that's why I tell you women, if you should have, if, if something should happen to you, you know, with the man who you, who you, you know, become impregnated by, you know, you better make sure you got a man who's going to be there. You better make sure you got a man that's going to be there for the rest of you, and that child's life, but especially that child's life. You better make sure you got a person that's going to be there. Because, like I said, children have to be protected, especially in this world. You got so many damn predators out here. You see, the predators don't come out. There's always been predators in the world, but they were they're more prevalent now than ever. Because you'd be surprised who preys on children these days. You'd be surprised. It's so that you got other children that prey on children. You got other children that prey on children today. You see, you got other children murdering children today. This what you this what you got going here. Children are preying on children. Adults are preying on children. Elders are preying on children. You got grandfather, grandparents, and whatnot touching their goddamn children. You see, old bunch of old pedophile, undercover pedophiles coming out. You see, you have to be mindful of that. You have to protect your children at all costs. You see, you have to protect them at all costs. Fathers should always be present around their children. Fathers should always be present around their children. You see, that's why I sit up here and I laugh at these lesbians who are talking about these black lesbians that matter, or want to, or who, these black lesbians who want to matter, 
what I'm saying, talking about, oh, we're going to destroy the nuclear family. You take the man out of the house, right, who gonna, who you going to replace him with? Some stud dyke, some stud, some stud, some stud butch. That's who you going to replace the man with? So when somebody, some, 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 somebody break in the house and run up in the house, what's she going to do? She going to grab a gun? She going to start fighting? She going to protect the house? You think a man, a man or any predator is going to be intimidated by two females walking down the street with pushing the damn baby carriage? If they want a, a hole in children's hand, they're going to be intimidated by some stud, some stud butch trying to act like a man or act do her do, doing her best impression of a damn man. Hell no. You see. Because if the predator really wants him, he'll beat both of them bitches up and take to take the child. He'll beat both of their asses. Knock both of them bitches upside their head. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to get their ass whooped. Because they're not men. Because a woman can never be a man. A woman can never protect the children like men can. Because men, the very presence of a man... The very presence of a man wards off a lot of predators. If predators see a father with his son or father with his daughter, they ain't coming near that child. They ain't, if they but they 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 will approach a child when they see the child with the mother. Like the mother, how many mothers done? How many women done been in the damn uh, mall somewhere and you don't see and you don't you can see these damn predators looking at you. That's who the predators looking for. They looking for women. With children, they're not looking for men with children. They're looking for women with children, and they know. And they usually go in department stores where the women are with their children because they know the women are not paying attention to the children. They they wait and they know the women gonna be slipping. They know they look. They they waiting to catch the women slipping. They waiting to catch the women looking at them new blouses, looking at the new coats, turn their head for a minute. Next thing you know, uh, 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 Mary, Ariel, wherever they come on, come on over here. Where, where you at? Where you at? Where you at? They going. That's how quick it can happen. That's how quick these predators are. You see, that's how quick these predators are. I'm gonna say this, y'all don't. I'm, you women, when y'all go out shopping, you go out shopping, and you, you know, and it's just you. I just tell you, you know, um, you should make arrangements to have your children stay home. If they're not gonna be a company, if you're not gonna be escorted by a man, you should try to make it some. You should try to make arrangements. To have your children stay home, or make sure when you go out with your children, make sure you're armed with a weapon. Make sure you have a gun. I'm gonna just tell you like that. When you out with your children, you should have a gun in your holster, and you should have a leash around your daughter or your son. They should have it around their waist, and you should have your pistol on your side. And you're supposed to start letting off. If anybody come up near, you're supposed to start letting off. That's what you should do. You show people you're not playing no damn games, man. You're not playing no games. You're supposed to be playing for keeps. That's like they're trying to play for keeps because they're not thinking about your children. All they're thinking about is ter- uh, is harming your child. That's 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 what they get off on. You got a lot of sick people out there thinking about They can't wait to think about what they're going to do to your child. You got to think to yourself, what's in the mind of a person who would drive to a goddamn mall to look for little children to snatch and to harm and rape or do whatever they're going to do to them? What is in the mind of somebody sick like that? You see, you got a lot of sick people out here. You see, a lot of sick people. 
You got people, hell, you got people in the damn church that molest your children, touch your children. You see? That's why a lot of these young black women, they got a lot of stories to tell about how they were touched, and I'm pretty sure their parents don't even know about that. Because their parents were too busy being lackadaisical, letting children, like letting kids be kids, and you know I can't, you know if you're too strict on them, they gonna go out here. They might be out there. If you're too strict on them, they might be out here and they might go be strippers and they might be hoes and they might be out here on the pole and being hoes and all this other stuff. Mm, really? I don't think so. I think that happens when you allow them, when you raise them in a certain way. And then you allow them to go and you break your rule and you allow them to be around other people who don't raise in that way. That's when they get loose. See, when you just raise your children to see one way, they don't think it's the other way. That becomes the only way. But when you raise them and you, next thing you know, and they've been raised one way, next thing you know, they see another alternative. They might be like, hey, I want to try that out. That's when there start to be complications. You see? That's when it starts to be uncomplicated. That's when it starts to be a problem. You see? That's when it starts to be a problem. When they start to think, oh, you know, um, well, maybe it's maybe it's something more than, you know, what my mother and father were teaching me because I see that, uh, this, this person over here, my friend over here, her parents let her stay out at night. Her, his parents let him stay out at night as late as they want to, do this, that, and the third and so then you like, oh, man, I want to do that. Cause I used to be the same way when I used to see my friends, you know, when I, I had, we, you know, we was children. We had, we'd be out playing. We had to be home at a certain time, right? And some of our friends, of course, they stayed out later. But we had to be coming up by the time, by the time it was getting dark, we had to be coming upstairs. That was it for our playing. We had a window of time in which we had to play, and then we was going upstairs, we had our window, and that was it. You got certain people that went went past the window, out the window, and things like that. They'd be out there playing like one damn in the morning, like two in the morning. We eleven, we ten, eleven years old. They out there one, two in the morning, still playing, hanging out. You see, and I used to be mad. I'm like, damn, why we can't be out there? Damn, we they, everybody still out there and whatnot. We want to go back out. We like, but then I understand. I understand. I understand now why, and I'm glad that uh. My parents was like that, you know. They were semi-strict, you know, and I thought that was too strict, you know, back then. You know, I'm thinking that was too strict, you see. But I'm going to be even stricter. I'm going to be even stricter with my children, you see, because I don't care what nobody say. You can say whatever you want. But when my children are grown up and I get to see them grow up and be grown and, you know, and have children, I ain't got to, you know, worry. I'm not going to have to worry about somebody snatching them or somebody molesting them or somebody harming them in any kind of way. I'm not going to I'm not going to have to worry about that. They're not going to have to worry about that. I won't let that happen. I don't care what nobody thinks. See, the people who thought that way, nine times out of ten, the people who thought that way, that, oh, you know, you got to ease up on them, you got to let them do that. These are the people, they ain't got to raise your children. And if something happens to your children, they're not going to be the ones that's going to feel the pain you are. See, they could over there tell you that bullshit, the next thing you know, when your child gets raped, when your child gets murdered, when your child gets snatched, they're going to be the ones that, oh, I feel for you, I'm sorry, I'm, I feel for you, I'm feeling your pain, and then they're going to go about, about their business. 
because you caught yourself listening to them. It's not their child, so if it ain't their child, if it's not their child, they can't tell you shit. Nobody should be able to tell you shit if it's not their child, because if it's not their child, it's going to be abducted, snatched, raped, molested. It's not going to be their children. It's going to be your children. So in order to keep your children from being scarred, in order for keeping your keeping your children from being scarred, you have to be strict on them. You have to be overprotective. Because anything less than being overprotective is being underprotective. And that won't fly. That won't fly. You have to be overprotective of your children. That's the that's that's the best thing you can do as a parent, to be overprotective. That's the best thing you can do as a parent. Parent is to be overprotective when children know that they're protected. When children know that they're protected, when they know that they, you know, that their parents care about them, their parents love them, and things like that, and don't want nothing to happen to them. Over time, they might get mad at it first, and they probably won't get mad at all because that's all they know. But they will understand, and you tell them like my father said to me, "You gonna, you gonna understand, you know, once you have children." He said, "You'll understand why I'm the way I am." He said, he'll, he said, you'll understand why I am the way I am with y'all. He said, when you start having children, you'll see. Because I used to be pissed off at my father. Why we got to come up here this time? Why we can't go over here? Why we can't do this? Why we can't hang out over here? You know, I mean, over time, as we became teenagers, of course, he slacked up and we started doing more stuff. But, you know, he was hard on us growing up as children. And I see why. I started to think, you know, Cause I was born and I was I came up in the seventies and the eighties. I came up in the seventies and eighties, and I seen a lot of stuff. And I seen a lot of stuff happen to people who was friends of mine, bad things, you know. And I'm glad we didn't have to suffer that. I'm glad we had a father who was around, who took care of us, you know. Mother and father came from. I come from a nuclear family. I come from a family where my parents were overprotective. You know, in some in some cases they slipped a little bit. In some cases, but for the most part, they were very overprotective. They were very protective of us. You see, they did the very best they could, and it kept us out of trouble. It kept us out of harm's way, and they raised four decent children. My mother and father. Ain't nobody on drugs. Ain't nobody dead. Ain't nobody out here messed up. On you know what I'm saying? We good. We good over here, thanks to our mother and father's overprotection. You see, so a little, a little over, a, 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 a little bit of over overprotection never hurt nobody. Extra protection, uh, so extra protection ain't never hurt nobody. Ain't never hurt no children. You let me know what children was ever hurt by extra protection being overprotected. What children never got hurt by that? I can show you children was hurt by you letting kids be kids and you slacking up on them and letting them do have more so-called freedom. I see I see more children get harmed by that. The same people that tell you, oh, you know, people that tell you, I see more children get harmed by that. You let your daughter go out to a party. You know she ain't supposed to be out there going to no damn parties. You let her spend the night or him or your son spend the night with a sleepover. You know ain't supposed to be doing that. You let your daughter have boyfriends and go out on dates. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. She's supposed to be being preserved for her husband. Your daughter's supposed to be preserved for her husband. You see? 
because all that boyfriends and all that or boyfriend girlfriend, you already know what that's about. You already know what that's about. You fathers, you don't want no, you don't want no, uh, you no know, young boys uh, practicing up on your daughters, do you? Practicing up their sex styles on your damn daughters. No, you shouldn't. You see, you shouldn't want that. They are preserved for their husbands to be mothers and wives to their husbands. That's what you raised them to be. You don't raise them to be out here all liberated with their vagina, talking about they want a boyfriend, they like this one, they like that one. Hell no. Hell no. See, that's how you lose your children. That's how you lose your children. You can, It's easy to lose them to this world. So easy. So easy to lose them to the streets. So easy. And you got a lot of people that want to see you lose your children to this world. You got a lot of people that want to see you lose because you got a lot of people who got demonic energy on them, a lot of demonic spirits out here, and they want to see you lose your children to the world. You see, they want to see you lose your children to the streets because if they didn't, they wouldn't be telling you, oh, you too straight, you don't let them go out nowhere, you don't let them do this, you don't let them do that. You know, it's again, you don't send your children out into the jungle and expect them to maneuver through it. You don't do that. They're going to be devoured in the jungle. You got to stay with them. You got to protect them. You have to be the one that guides them. They're depending on you. We'll be right back.
you know, you can uh, track a lot of parents out there who question what they did wrong with their children. They question, you know, where did I go wrong? Why is my child like this? What happened to them? They could go back to a moment in time where they were, um, you know, they knew who their child was. They can go back to that moment in time where they knew who their child was. And they can also go to that time, if they can remember it, the time where they lost their children forever. That's usually a time where they allow their child to go out to a party. They allow their child to spend the night over somebody's house. They allow their child to go to a family member's house. You know, and then your child comes back different. Your child comes back different. You don't know what happened. You know, but they come back different. They come back as if something strange is taking place. You see? You know, as so something strange is taking place. And usually they lost their innocence. You see? They lost their innocence. Okay? And once they lose their innocence... Once they lose that, uh, um, that which makes them special, you see, once they lose their innocence and that what makes them special, then um, it's gone forever. It's gone forever. Right? So that's how things happen. That's how you lose your children. All it takes is a day, an hour, a minute for them to come into contact with something, for them to come into contact with people. Because you got people out here who can look at children and can tell they're innocent. They can look at the children and tell they're innocent. And you got people, you got predators who are turned on by innocence and children. You see, they want to crush that innocence in the children. They want to destroy that. They want to destroy that innocence in the child. Right? They want to harm that child. They want to hurt that child. And you got to always think like that. People want to hurt your. People want to hurt your children out here. People want to hurt your children just to steal their innocence, to take their true selves away, to leave a scarred person in place of your children. That's what they want to do. There are sick people who get off on that. Sick people who love scarring up children's minds, scarring up their bodies, destroying them, killing them, harming them. They love this. This is what you always got to think of when you go out here in the world with your child. This will make you hold your children a lot closer. This will make you be more, you know, overprotective of them. Like I said, there's no such thing as being too overprotective of your children. If you don't want to let your children go somewhere, then it's your right to tell them, you're not going nowhere. You're under my roof. But they shouldn't even be questioning you. When you lay down the law, that's it. They shouldn't even be asking you. If you set a pattern in their head, see, this is why, like I said, this is why a lot of times your children buck up against authority and they want to argue with you and they want you to, you know, not be so strict. It's because they're looking at other people. 
You see, when your daughter or your son is talking about, oh, why I got to do this, you know, such and such, they usually going off a reference to somebody else. They parents don't make them do that. Why I got to do this? They parents don't make them do this. Or my, why I got to do that? My, why I got to do this? They parents, my, my friend parents don't make Tell them, you listen, tell them, you're not their child. You're my child. I'm responsible for you. I raise you, I feed you, and all this, but it shouldn't even get that far. See, this is why a father is needed. This is why a father must be the law in the house. He must be the law. You need a strong law enforcement father. You need a strong law enforcer for a father, someone who can keep children in line. See, because children, when they get to a certain age, they're going to buck up on their parents. When they get to a certain age, you know, they're going to try a little bit, a little bit. But even that's not going to be, if you are, if you've kept to, you know, if you kept to a certain, um, if you kept to a certain way of raising your children, dealing with them, a certain protocol with your children, then you really shouldn't have that much problems with your children. You shouldn't. Because I told you how they are, they're going to see that the way you raise them is the only way. They're not going to question any other way. Your children are not going to question them any other way. They're going to accept what it is that you are telling them. Okay? They're going to accept what you're telling them. They're going to follow what you're telling them because what other way do they have? <clears throat> it's not until you expose them to other ways that you're going to deal with questions, you're going to have to deal with foolishness and stupidity. That's when you're going to have to deal with that. When you start allowing them to have, you know, when you start allowing them to have uh, uh, choices, when you start allowing them to have choices, you know, when you start letting them have choices, that's when they're going to start to buck up against what you're really trying to lay down. When you start letting them see other influences, you got to be careful of them influences. That's why I told you, don't have your children in front of these TVs. Don't have your children on the damn Facebook and on these Internet and things like that. Don't have your children like that. You know, Don't have them on that. You don't have them being influenced by uh, uh, other things. You see, because it is so easy to get them to follow other things. Like I said, people get, you know, this Facebook thing being social media, you know how many people done got caught up in that social media thing, got lost out here, got caught out here in the world. Girls out here meeting up with men older than them. You see, why do you think that happens? Why do you think that happens? That always happens for a reason. That always happens for a reason. And that's because you got people that you allow to influence your children that you shouldn't. Like I said, you got a lot of influences out here. Your your siblings, their your 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 siblings, their aunts and their uncles could be influences on how they raise their children. Don't be so quick to let that, you know, don't let, be so quick to let their aunts and their uncles talk to them about certain things because they could be influences. Social media is full of influence. That's why you're not supposed to have your children watching YouTube and 
there uh, on Facebook and things like that. They're supposed to be doing something uh, productive with their time, learn an instrument, you know, read read something, learn an instrument, you know, learn, learn a skill, do something that's going to benefit them, be working in the family business, things that's going to benefit them, being active, you know. With y'all going out, doing things and whatnot, you know, they could play certain sports and things like that. You know, things and things that you could do with them, so all kinds of activities and things they can learn together. They have to, your children have to become your companions, man. Your children have to become like your best friends. You have to be the best friends of your children so that they ain't going to want no other friends. You see, you mothers definitely should form a bond with your daughters. She's supposed to be with you all the time. Mother and daughter are supposed to be together all the time. They're supposed to be joined at the hip. You see? They're supposed to be joined at the hip. You know, fathers and sons, like, they're supposed to be close, too. Fathers and sons are supposed to be close as well. You know, I have a I have a um, really tight bond with the young brothers in the Republic of Mental. Like, I have a very tight bond with the young brothers because they're young enough to be my sons, a lot of them. A lot of them are young enough to be my sons, you know. So I already know if I would have had sons earlier in my life, I know I would have had a tight bond with them as well because I would have taught them what I know, and I would have raised them in my image and after my likeness. As a father is supposed to do for his son and as a mother is supposed to do for a daughter, you're supposed to raise them in your image and after your likeness, a better image, a better likeness of you. That's how you're supposed to raise your children, you see. You're not supposed to uh, um, sit here and raise them into something or allow them to raise themselves and make their own decisions. Because, again, when you allow children to make so-called, call yourself making their own decisions, when they are, when you allow them to make their own decisions, they're always going to make bad ones. They're always going to make the wrong ones. You can't expect them to do that. You see? Children are immature, and they're growing and developing for a reason. You can't allow their de- developmental growth to be interrupted by foolishness and stupidity and unsurety because you only get one chance out here in the world to mess up. You only get one chance. You don't get many chances to mess up in the world. You only get one chance. And when you mess up in the world, that's all. That's it. You can lose your children that fast. That in mind. It's very easy to lose your children to the streets. It's very easy to lose them to a group of people who don't care nothing about them, people who call themselves their friends. You see, you got to teach your children early on in life that they got no friends. You got this, you got people that will go out, to, you go out, go out with them to a so-called party, go out with their so-called friends, and next thing you know, some stuff happened. They be done left you, they be done left your child there and whatnot, and something be done happen to your child. You see, because people play they play that role as your friend until they feel like they're forced to be individuals again. So don't ever allow people outside of what you're trying to establish and structure in your child's head. Never allow people to mess with that. Never allow people to come in and present another way to your children. If you are raising your children a certain way, you're not supposed to let them go. Like, for example, and I tell you people this in the community, we as mentalists, 
we raise our children a certain way as mentalists. And I'm going to put out the the book is coming on the child rearing and whatnot. It's going to be short and quick and to the point. Y'all already know how I write about the mentalist book on rearing children, rules, code, conduct. That's coming out. You see, it'll be out either the end of this month or January, because it's pretty much finished. But it's pretty much straight straight into the point. We don't need um it to be long and drawn out. We need to stick to the basics, the foundational points. When you're trying to establish something in the minds of your children, in the minds of mentalist children, when you're establishing something in their minds, you don't allow their focus to deviate from that which you are establishing in their mind. And when I say you don't allow their focus to deviate from that, what I mean is you don't have them one minute you teaching them, oh, okay, today's your piano lesson, today's your this, your that, that. You're putting them on a regiment. But then tomorrow you can go over here with your with your uh, um your uh, cousins and all of them and run wild and run around. Next thing you know, they don't want to do piano no more. They don't want to do anything. They want to act like a bunch of little niggas now. They want to follow their cousins and whatnot. You don't have them around your black family like that. You don't have your children around that. You don't have them around that. You keep them away from that. You don't have them around your black family members like that. And if they are, they're supposed to be there to oversee that and whatnot. And when your children come with you, like I said, when you bring them to visit, they leave with you. They come with you, they leave with you. They're not allowed to stay with black family members. They're not allowed to stay around black family members or their children. They're not allowed to go off with the black family member children and play with them. I don't care if it's their cousins or they're not allowed to. Because you don't know what those children are learning. You're trying to raise your children to think a certain way, to be a certain way. You don't want them exposed to to just anything, you see. Because children nowadays, like I said, they're not as innocent as they used to be. Children are not so innocent anymore. Like I said, you got them, you got them at five, six years old talking about having sex. At five or six years old, seven years old talking about having sex. This is what this this is what you want around your children. Then they then they're gonna explain what, what sex is to your children. This this is gonna be the people that's gonna be these children, these other children are gonna be explaining what sex is to your children. Who they ain't even supposed to be thinking about that at that age. That's what you got around you. This is what they telling you, oh, you need to not be so overprotective. You need to just let your children just, you know, make their mistakes in life and let them nah. No. No. Absolutely not. No. You setting your children up for disaster when you allow that to happen. You setting them up for failure when you allow them. Because, again, if you're trying to establish supremacy in their mind and supremacy when they see themselves, you can't have them around mediocre people like that, or people who don't give a damn about themselves, or no people, children, children who don't carry themselves in a supreme mindset. You don't let them be around those type of children. You don't. Because all you basically did was just sacrifice your children. You basically threw them to the wolves. Because you already know how they're going to be after they're exposed to the little nigglets. You already know how they're going to be. You see, they can't wait to turn your children out. They can't wait to turn your children into a bunch of disrespectful little nigglets. They can't wait to get your children to break the rules. That's why you got to keep the rules intact, keep the law and order in place, because only you 
only you and only your children are going to suffer in the long run. The people long after they destroyed their children, they don't want to know about their business. They ain't thinking about you. They on to the next child. We'll be right back. <laughs>
you know, if you look at civilizations and societies where people were raising their children around people who acted and thought thought alike and were protective, you see that some of the best children come from those, the best adults come from those protective places, those protective homes and, you know, the best adults come from those. See, when children feel as though they're safe and they're protected and that they're loved, they have a very very stronger development rate. When children feel as though they are protected, they are loved, and they are safe, and they have parents who are willing to put themselves in front of their children as far as protecting their children and put the children first, and as far as the parents protecting the children, they're going to grow and develop even greater. They're going to grow and develop even greater. They're going to grow and develop even greater because they don't have that whole mindset of, you know, I got to, you know, I got to worry about, you know, this, that, and the third. Like I said before the other day, children shouldn't have to worry about certain things coming up. They shouldn't have to worry about and be concerned with things that adults are supposed to be concerned with, you see. Children shouldn't have to worry about or deal with trauma in their life at any time. Children should be able to grow up and become greater. Children should be able to grow up and become greater. You see? And if you're not going to raise your children to be greater, if you're not going to raise them to the best of your ability, then why have children in the first place? You know, I, I wonder why, I, I don't understand why these young girls have children just to not take care of their children. Why have children just not to take care of them, just not to be there for them, just not to make sure that they, you know, don't want for anything if you're not going to protect your children. The worst thing in the world is to have your child for a short period of time in their life and, you know, something happens to them and then you have to know that, you know, you could have prevented that. You know, when you know that you're at fault for something and you know you could have prevented that, that is the worst feeling in the world. You got to live with that for the rest of your life. I wonder how parents feel when they have to live with the loss of a child, a loss that they could have prevented. How do you think those parents feel? I would never want to feel that, and nobody should ever want to feel that. Nobody should ever want to feel how it is to lose children, to have children just turn bad because of who they associated with, because you were told that you were being too overprotective. You were told that, you know, your children don't need all of that extra, extra protection. You should loosen up on them and let kids be kids and all that BS. No. No. You don't let people who are not raising your children, who are not going to suffer if your children were to be, you know, taken or something like that. You don't let those people give you no advice on how to raise your children. You don't never let outsiders, people who are not with you and parenting with you, raise your children, especially if they are 
telling you things that are, you know, about, you know, loosening up your grip on your children because you're supposed to have like a grip on your children. You're supposed to keep them safe. You're supposed to be protected. They're supposed to know they're protected. They're supposed to know they got a daddy at home that will protect them. They got a mommy at home that will protect them or, you know, take care of them. They're supposed to know that. Children can feel very, children can feel right away if they are in an unstable environment. Children can feel that. You don't think they can, but they can. Children know when they are in an unstable environment. Children know when they're not safe. That's why you got a lot of children with developmental issues, problems, you know, nervous conditions. Or they tell these children they need to be on some kind of Ritalin or this, that, and the third because you really don't know what happened to these children in their life. You really don't know. These children might have been touched. I'm talking to boys, too. That's traumatic for boys. They've been touched, molested, anything, beat on, you see, abused in some kind of way. Verbally abused, you know. It's so easy to destroy children out here in the world. It's very easy to destroy children. You got people who enjoy this and pride themselves on how many children they can destroy, especially here in the society with the beast. Like I told you, they want to destroy your children. When they tell you that, Children can now um, <clears throat> become emancipated at 13 or 14. I forget what age it is. They say your children can become emancipated, meaning they don't have to be under your care any longer. When you got children, they're telling your children you be emancipated or that they don't have to consult you or confer with you, or that if you punish your children, they can have law enforcement on you. So what is what is the beast? What is he doing essentially in the connection between parents and children? He's causing a disruption in the connection between parents and children. Like they tell them, they tell these children today, you could be five, five to eleven years old, and you can go out here and get that jab, and you don't have to tell your parents, and you can get a hundred dollars. What kind of crap is that? They told. They said that in New York, that children go out there for $100 and get that shot. You know? What does that tell you? It's your children. It tells you that they're trying to turn your children away from you. It tells you that they don't want you raising your children. The beast wants to raise your children. He wants to raise your children. He wants to raise your children to destroy your children. That's the whole point of him raising your children, to destroy them, to make sure that they don't grow to the age that they're supposed to grow to, a ripe old age. That's what they want to do with your children. And you end up sacrificing them when you allow them to do that, when you allow them to take your children and raise them, when you allow TV to raise your children, when you allow radio and music and just garbage music to raise your children. At no time should your children be listening to this garbage music that they play on the radio. If anything, you should be introducing your children to nice music. 
You should be introducing your children to nice music because it'll make their demeanor a whole lot better. You should be introducing them to nice music from the time they're in your womb to the time they're born, right? To the time they even and then when they go into adulthood, they'll know what good music is. And like I said, they'll have a calmer demeanor. They'll have a calmer demeanor when they learn what real music is, when they learn what real encounters and interactions are, when they get a chance to become whole beings, full full beings. I don't like to say well-rounded. I don't like to use a circle, but more extended beings. And that's all going to be based on what you do with them. That's all going to be based on what you do with them. That's based on what you do with them. If you don't do right by them, if you don't get what they, you know, if you don't, if you're not able to get a hold of them early and keep your hold on them, then you're going to lose your children. You should never want to lose your children. You see? You should never want to lose your children. Never. Your children are the extension of you. Your children are the extension of you, and you have to always keep that in mind. Because if you don't keep that in mind, it takes no time to lose them. All right? So keep that in mind. The power to keep your children on a straight and narrow path and to correct your children only comes when you accept your responsibilities as their caretaker. You are their parental guide. You know, you are their parental guide, I should say. You are their parental guide. Many people are given children and they don't deserve the children that they're given. Many people wish they could have children and can't have children. And then you have those who are given children and don't deserve children. Because, like I said, the ones who desire the children, they see all the great and wonderful things they could do with their children and would be very protective of their children. And then you got those who can't see it. They can't pick it up. They're virtually dragging their children up in the world. They are pretty much doing whatever in the world. Their contributions in life don't mean anything when it comes to their children. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. People will always try and misdirect your children. People will always try and misdirect your direction through your children. People will always try to misdirect your direction as you're trying to direct your children. Never allow that. People will always try to undermine what you're doing. People will try to undermine it. 
Never allow anyone to undermine your children's focus and future. Never allow anyone to undermine what you have for them, the path you're trying to set them off on, the straight and narrow path that you place them on. Never let anybody undermine that. Like I said, you only get one chance to lose a child. You only get one chance. You don't get multiple chances once you lose a child. You only get one chance to lose a child. And once that child is gone, that's it. Your child is gone. And that's all due to your, that will be all be due to your negligence. Never be negligent with a child. If you are not going to be responsible and dedicate your life to your ch- the raising of your children, then you really shouldn't be having children. If you're going to cave in and listen to people and their opinions about how you protect your child, how you look over your child, how you watch over your child, the steps you take, then you really shouldn't be having children because it shouldn't even be up for discussion. It shouldn't even be up for discussion. Right. How you raise how how you raise your children shouldn't even be up for discussion. It shouldn't be up for discussion. You have a set path on how you want to do and raise your children. And that should be it. That should be all. It shouldn't be anything else. Because anything else that anyone else has to say don't mean nothing. It don't add up to nothing. You see. Don't worry about what other people think. You think to yourself, you know, how how far I'm I'm better off will my child be with me there, with me as a father. That's all. That's all you have to process in your mind. What can happen to them if you're not in your life versus what will happen to them when you are in their lives. That's what you have to weigh. That has to be weighed in the balance. That has to always be, you know, thought about. And you have to live that out in rearing your children. You must protect your children. You must provide for your children. You so-called black men, you bronze men, you must provide for your children. You must protect your children. You women must nurture your children and guide your children. That's all. And no, you can never be too overprotective. Not today. And damn sure not tomorrow because tomorrow is, as you say, tomorrow is not promised to anybody. But you are promised nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, the best children, the greatest children, the greatest young adults that you're going to leave in the world, the, the adults that you're going to leave here that are going to replace you when you're gone. So you're supposed to always leave a better replacement of you because they're going to be here after you're gone. You're supposed to always leave a better replacement for you. I think about that. My children are the replacement of me when I'm going. They are here to replace me. They're going to carry my bloodline forward. And I take that seriously. And so should you. So let me go ahead and read these questions before we get out of here. Can parents really be too overprotective of their children? No, absolutely not. You in the 3D realm, and there are a lot of crazy people out here. There are a lot of demonic, demonically possessed people out here. There are a lot of degenerates out here. Don't give your children over to these people, no matter how they disguise themselves, whether they're coming in as straight-up garbage or they're coming in as educators and things like that. These people are all predators. 
they all brothers. Who decides whether they are being too overprotective? That's for you to decide, and only you. Nobody else. Nobody else. Should parents be more uh, lax in raising their children? No. Never. Because all it takes is you being lax and letting them do what they want to do. Next thing you know, they're being, they're being abducted. They're being murdered. They, you know, like when people thought about in the Atlanta child murders. They didn't think they thought their babies was coming out when they let them out their bodies self to play. Can being overprotective, uh, can, uh, can, can, uh, what was that? Can being overprotective make our children go astray? Right. Can being overprotective make our children go astray? No. It shouldn't. The only way you can let them go, it can make them go astray is when you show them another side and you give them another choice of what to do other than listening to you. That's when that they could go astray. Should parents allow their children to be, allow their children to have more of a say-so in, their, in the way they are raised, how they are raised? Nope. No. Children don't give you directions. You give them directions. They're not here. You're not here to follow what they tell you. They're here to follow what you tell them. Don't ever get it twisted or, you know, get it. You know, I was going to say get it, you know, what up. I'm not going to go there with that. But, y'all know, don't get it twisted. That's all. That's it. We're going to close out in the name of Amen by the power of Amen. Amen we trust. And Amen we thank it. And Amen we continue forward forever. I am the intellectual new Ben Mankari. This has been Mental Act Radio. I'll see you guys back in tomorrow night at 10. Good night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.